Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap the Jeff Lewis live show from the week of September 25th to the 29th. Okay, so let's just get right into it. Actually, wait, <laughs> wait before we get into it, I have something else that I wasn't even going to talk about it because I had no expectations, just wanted to have this experience. Um... But yeah, I ended up getting a coffee cup reading done by Paula Two. Paul, Paula Two. And for two reasons, twofold. One was I just love the spiritual realm. I love that shit. I love the universal powers. I love anybody connected to psychic uh, what's a uh, intuition? Yeah. Okay. We'll go with that. Um, I love it all. And if I, if I could be anything in life, like my dream job is to be a psychic and it's so fucked up. Cause they're always like, you can achieve your dreams, go for your dreams, all of this. And it's like, you can't force a psychic on a site. You can't force yourself to be a psychic. You just are, or you're not. Okay. I didn't wake up as Raven Simone and just get to know the future at all points. Like I just want to. So yeah, your dream job can't always come true is the moral of the story. <laughs> Unless you can learn how to be a psychic. I don't know. I have more questions. But yeah, so it's just really hard to know who to trust when you want to do something like this. Because yeah, there's, I mean, scams are us. Welcome to America. However, from listening to Paul and Patrick talk about it on JLL, I very much trusted him and just hearing other people talk about their experiences getting the reading done. And the second reason was because it's Armenian coffee grinds. What the fuck? Okay, you guys know I'm Armenian. Does my name look Armenian? No, but I've told you before, I can't use my real name because I'm, do I have other projects? I have, I'm publishing a children's book. Do you want a child to see my name on a children's book and then Google it. And this is the first, they're like, Alexa, play author Amy, blah, blah, blah. And then they do it. And then fucking splash of sass comes on. Yeah. That's exactly what I need. A five-year-old learning what the real definition of cornhole is, which we all did on JLL this week, by the way. But yeah, so you get it. So, um, I, but Armenia, yes, that's my heritage. And it, the coffee was delicious, mind you, mind you. And they also, so they send you, it was virtual and they send you the coffee with the cup and the saucer. And it's, I mean, it's worth the money alone just for that. It's great. And the coffee, there's extras. There's actually, you get a little extra. So I made some again this morning and <laughs> I love it. It's just going to be Armenian coffee is my new drink of choice. So I won't tell you everything, but basically it was just um, immediately you can see me in a dress. Like it's bizarre. I can see it. I can look at fucking coffee grinds and see me in this dress. And I'm just telling you right now, I'm sure you've already thought this, but the answer is yes. I absolutely look way cuter as coffee grinds than as an actual human being. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck? I just wish that I, I could just be the coffee grind girl all the time. I'm literally framing a picture of it because I think she's hilarious. <laughs> and yes, I'm talking about the image that was in my actual coffee cup. It just looks like a girl in a dress. And so basically, I don't know, I guess somebody's ready to propose to me, but I have to reach out to them first. Somebody I know. And I was like, ah, 
<laughs> you think I'm going to reach out to a boy to be like, hey, I heard somebody wants to marry me. Is it you, bruh? Like, I just, I don't know. I'm so sorry, Paul. Like, I believe I, I believe everything. And I, I'm telling you guys about this because I wanted to recommend it. Like, 11 out of 10, 12 out of a million out of 10 recommend. So I think you should all sign up right away. And I just want to say I'm so sorry that I'm probably not going to end up engaged because <laughs> there's no way I'm fucking reaching out to any of those fools in my life. I don't know anybody in my life that I would actually want to marry. So, but Paul did say, just get the ring. Just get the, who says marriage? Just get the ring. I think that's actually great advice. All right. So go everybody get your Armenian coffee cup reading done. Fall in love with Patrick and Paul all over again. Fall in love with Armenian coffee. And let's keep the love fest going with the Monday episode of Jeff Lewis Live. We had Judge Lauren Lake. And all the fashionista talk, damn, it lasted about 20 minutes. I was like, all right, well, the carpool collection, is this an actual collection? Is this like on the runway next to Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen's The Row? It's like, uh, I just don't get it. But okay, um, I just want to know, why isn't Judge Lauren Lake the TJ Maxx spokesperson by now? Honestly, honestly, she represents everything. She's just such a boss ass I can't say bet. I can't say bitch. It's Judge Lauren Lake. That's so rude. But she is a boss ass bitch, but a boss ass babe. No, bitch is more. It's more. And she's a fucking babe and a no, just a babe. Okay, so um, I'm just saying TJ Maxx, fucking hire her, okay? Thank you. Now, Jeff Lewis is trying to get on Dilfs of Disneyland again. <laughs> Dilfs of Disneyland. Donkeys I'd like to fuck. So obviously Jeff is the first donkey tooth slut in the lineup. And the second donkey I'd like to fuck is the one from Shrek. <laughs> He's so cute. And then he'd make me waffles in the morning. And in the morning, I'm making waffles, waffles. Um, wait, ew, and I take that all back. Ew, I'm not trying to make bestiality jokes. Who the fuck said that? That's gross. I'm not fucking a donkey. All right, so yeah, dads I'd like to fuck. De Jeff wants all the dads to want to fuck him. but. He's not really getting much support at home for his mission to get onto the DILF website because first he had Stu telling him that for his birthday, Stu would like Jeff to lose 10 pounds. <laughs> that would be his gift to Stu. And then as if that wasn't bad enough, Monroe, Monroe, she told Jeff that he can't go for a run because his boobs will hit him in the face which <laughs> tough crowd tough crowd but I mean <laughs> it's just so great because I mean here Jeff is just trolling the world and then he goes home to a safe space and his safe space trolls him back so just find comfort in that for anybody who's like ah Jeff Lewis my mama just realize he gets shit on at home like the rest of us okay live alone if you don't want to get shit on okay and you can even shit with the door open it's great so and Jeff honestly she's right though like your boobs will hit you in the face but I have so many sports bras and I don't really like to wear bras anymore I don't need I'll, I'll donate them is all I'm trying to say to you oh I know you do love Lululemon so you can shop there for a new sports bra so then well Jeff did ask Lauren Lake like 
what clothes do you wear when you have a giant ass and big tits like me? And <laughs> and Lauren's like, same girl, same. Like we have the same body type. <laughs> and what you have to do is tailor things. Go bring your entire wardrobe to Paula too. Bless you. And yeah, he'll fix that shit for you. But the real solution, it's called... <laughs> It's called Fashion Nova. It's called that. Stop shopping at Lululemon. Stop shopping at Brooks Brothers or J. Crew, whatever the fuck you do. And yeah, it's called Fashion Nova. Okay, go get your big booty shorts and <laughs> and some push up bras. It's it'll be great. But Jeff is reeling in the chubby choices. He's not drinking or doing fast food all weekend. And Judge Lauren Lake was like, oh, I will not be joining you. This is not the week to stop drinking. And Doug was like, oh, I agree. Wait, Doug Buden was on too. Oh my God. And Doug Buden. Oh, oh wait. I Oh my God. That's so rude of me. And I just realized I have to redo all of my graphics today because I didn't remember Doug. That's why. Doug, I love you so much. What a fool I am. You know what it reminds me of that um Real Houses in New York, the new era, 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 where Bryn on it, she keeps on having this bit where she forgets Jessel and she's like, oh my God, Jessel, we forgot you're here. Just that everybody ignored Jessel. Huh? Isn't this an, a hilarious bit? And it's so fucking lame. It's just such lame humor. It's so easy. And it's just not funny. Like, it's just like, okay, Jessel's actually one of my favorite ones out of anybody. I fucking love her. So uh, yeah, Brent, like we can forget you. Like, what do you mean? I just don't like, it's just not funny. Oh, but Brent, you're the funny one, right? That's what you said in your confessional. Oh, okay. Well, you know, to each their own with humor. So Doug, back to Doug, a little old Doug. No, little young Doug. Yeah. Uh, so it was Yom Kippur on Monday. Yom Kippur. Yom K- <laughs> I'm like, it's Yom Tom Kippur soup. Okay, so Yom Kippur, it's a Jewish day of atonement. And you fast for about 24 hours, no food or drink. So I thought, so I thought, but then Doug, he was like, oh, I agree, Lauren, this is not the week to stop drinking, and I cannot wait for that cocktail once the sun goes down tonight. Can I get an amen? I've been dealing with my mom being, visiting, I'm dealing with this and that, like, I've had to starve myself all day, I just need a cocktail. All right, two things wrong with this scenario. First, again, it's Yom fucking Kapoor, Yom Kippi it's Yom Kippi Kayo Kaye. And so you shouldn't be drinking, no drinking allowed for 24 hours, Doug. So that's question number one. Number two is if you're going to not eat all day and then even just have one drink, like you do know it's you, Doug. It's you, Doug. My, I love you. But um, one cocktail I've heard can get you tipsy already. So imagine that with zero substance inside that little tummy to soak it all up. Okay, I'm just saying. What You're going to be blackout. You're going to be throwing up more than Maria Jeff's housekeeper when she ate an entire dispensary worth of gummies. I don't know. That happens much later in the week. So I also had to Google to see, like, because when Doug said that he wanted a drink that night, I was like, wait, isn't that about fasting? And the article that popped up on Google to tell me all about 
this holiday that's fasting is the Food Network. The food, how ironic is that? Isn't it ironic, don't you think? No, like for the Food Network to report on a holiday with no food? Okay, sure, that makes sense. More things that make sense. Jeff taking a 12-hour trip to New York City. No, it's 24 hours. I guess that helps the cause. Uh, yeah, so hopefully he brings Stu, though, because he just went to Dallas without Stu. Now he's going to go to New York City without him after he hammered it down Sarah Foster's throat a few weeks ago that all men who travel alone are most likely definitely cheating on you cheating any any man that travels alone for his job is cheating on you do you not remember saying that jeff to sarah foster in less or more terms probably less terms but yeah so watch out Stu. but jeff is actually going to new york to drive to the berkshires the berkshires for an hour of filming with oh fuck i really don't it was kate upton kate Kate Middleton, Kate Chastain, Kate Bosworth. I think Kate Bosworth. There's too many Kates. Eight Kates and counting. Okay, I'm just confused. Why is he rushing back to New York City to spend the night in some swanky hotel and whatever when he's been dying, dying to hang out at Bluestone Manor? Bluestone Manor. And now he has the perfect opportunity. Like, Dorinda Medley. Okay, so... On Friday's episode, Jeff says Jill Zarin freaked out that he's going to New York and isn't having her on as a guest. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if Dorinda Medley finds out that you were in the fucking Berkshires and didn't visit her? No, you can't. You can't have two New York housewives spiraling out at you in one week. It's too much. It's too, too many. So just make a quick trip there. Make a quick trip. You have to stop by. You have to stop by because we don't want to have to hear Dorinda talk about this on your behalf. Like we were already, no. So we're looking out for you. All right. So Jameson had gay day at Disney and his friends, they were waiting, him and his friends are all waiting in line for a ride that they really wanted to go on. Couldn't wait. I think it was new. And one friend went to the bathroom. So they got to cut ahead while the friend was in the bathroom and they ditched them. They ditched their fucking friend. At Disney, ditched at Disney. That would be the name of my memoir if I was their friend. <laughs> With all the trauma that they just caused me. Ditched at Disney, a New York bestseller. No, but like this story alone should get Jameson's fire marshal privileges revoked. This is exactly what I'm saying. I expected nothing less of Jameson. To be honest, I expected more of Frank. I expected much better from Frank. I'm disappointed in fucking Frank, but... Jameson, you need to fucking check yourself. Check yourself. Because the way you guys are willing to just leave somebody behind for your own benefit, that translates from the Disney ride to your fire marshal duties extremely easily. And I could see you abandoning everybody in both situations as you guys did. If I was that friend, I'd be livid. I literally, I would literally Uber home. I would never return their text and they would think I went missing. And I'd be like, great. Maybe if you had fucking stayed and what, what what's the point if you guys went on the ride and then had to wait for your friend anyways after 
afterwards for them to go on it. Like, why not just wait for your friend? I don't like that. I don't like that. Okay. And Judge Lauren Lake didn't either. She was also, they were talking about the fast pass and that whole system. And Judge Lauren was like, look, Disney is getting way too complicated with all this fast pass, blah, 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 blah. And she said, quote for quote, <laughs> this is not fun. I'm not feeling like I'm in a fairy tale. I feel like I'm in a corporate nightmare. And <laughs> Like, yes, like that is literally how I feel like the that sums up the American dream. It sums up the American dream so perfectly. This is not fun. I'm not feeling like I'm in a fairy tale. I feel like I'm in a corporate nightmare. Welcome to America, baby. Get in line, bitch. Unless you have a fast pass and you can cut ahead. Or unless you're Jameson and you're willing to ditch all your friends. Oh my, I can't. Rude. Fucking rude on a different level. Um, sorry. Moving on to the Tuesday episode. We had Carrie Lewis. And it started with Jeff recapping his morning. He acted very unprofessional in front of his serious XM boss, the big poncho. Uh, isn't that why Julian Brandy got fired <laughs> for like being unprofessional in front of their serious XM boss? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I don't mean to pull a Carol. Carol called later in the week. We'll get to her. So yeah, the big boss, the big boss was in the building for once. Sounds like he's not around very often. And Jeff couldn't help but first complain in front of this guy, in front of his boss about company number one that he works for. In front of company number two, yep. But then he continued to rage out and spiral even more at the mere sight of Jameson <laughs> in his bright flowered sweatshirt. Oh my God, Jeff just had to berate his employee for all to hear because what else do you do when your producer wears a pop of color? All right, so this is my kind of prank, right? This is how my brain works. If I was rich and this happened in my friend group, I would buy everybody that exact same sweatshirt that Jameson had. And at the next Trump event, like at the next event that all the friends were going to be at, have everybody secretly show up in that sweatshirt. So except everybody, except for like the Jeff of the group. So now Jeff is surrounded by a sea of all the bright flowery chumps and their beautiful beautiful sweatshirts and it's just full of color and positivity which is Jeff's absolute nightmare and <laughs> it'd be hilarious all right okay so next on JLL we talk about how Jeff fell in love Jeff fell in love with a Persian a Persian rug no it was a Persian man no I'm kidding it was a Persian cat it was a Persian cat I want it if he doesn't, okay? So here's the deal. Jeff went to Scary Sherry. Scary Sherry had a cat there, just a baby kitten sitting there adorable. And um, I guess like her friend was like, hey, can you cat sit? And Sherry was like, sure. And then the friend disappeared without a trace forever, which is exactly what I would do if Jameson and his friends ditch me at Disneyland. And then Sherry's like, damn, I think I have this cat. I think this cat's mine now. And I, I don't want a cat. And Jeff's like, I mean, I guess, I guess I'll, I'll take the cat. But my thing, like, what is the point of being a psychic Sherry share if you can't see this shit coming? All right. Like, I don't get that when even with your own intuition, right? Like, 
wouldn't when you have a friend come i've had a friend who they asked my other friend to take care of her cat said she'd be gone for two weeks she was gone for two months was i surprised hell no because i know that bitch i know that bit and that's why i said no to taking care of her cat because i knew it would go it's always too much it's always something and yeah so like especially first of all there's just the intuition but then sherry to be a psychic on top of it i just don't understand how you don't see it coming you know what sherry you should get a coffee cup reading done by pola too and guess what your coffee cup grinds probably would have just been this little cat and then it would have been your friend hopping off in a plane and he would have warned you ahead of time because that's the kind of gent he is and that's the kind of psychic he is but i'm just again i'm maybe you can't see your own future but couldn't you see this other, your friend's future with the cat when she dropped it? Like, oh, I see her staying in Australia forever and never responding to my texts again. I don't know. I'm just questioning it. I have questions, all right? Okay, moving on to the Wednesday episode. We had Justin Martindale and Krista Lamas. Ah. Ah, so we recap the friendship origin story. Jeff and Justin met exactly one year ago. And it took about exactly one second for Jeff to already toss Heather McDonald's name in the ring. <sighs> All right, moving on from that. Milo, Stu's dog, he got neutered and he had a cone of shame. And Jeff was like, oh my God, Monroe asked so many questions. It was so annoying. She wanted to know like why the dog needed surgery and if he was okay. I mean, oh my God, I was just like, stop talking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sounds like those are great, really good questions to ask. I would be proud of her, not frustrated, but okay. No, I'm kidding. I know he's kidding-ish. So Krista's daughter just had her red party. This isn't a joke. This isn't a joke. It's a new trend for girls who get their period through a red party. I fucking love it. I came from the era where we had to hide shit and like put tampons in like our boots or like put them up your sleeve, like to always hide. And it's like, why? Literally, I'm t I, for the millionth time, if boys had their periods, they'd be whipping tampons across the classroom at each other. Dirty ones. So they'd take it out from their pants and whip it out. Like it's so, yeah, it's okay to have a red party. I really love it actually. But I guarantee there is some Democrat out there who's going to be like, <laughs> they're going to be like, uh-uh, no, 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 we ain't having a red party around here. Uh-uh, make it a blue party, okay? We celebrate the blue, not the red. And blood is technically blue first, so it still kind of works. It actually works. Let's just do a purple party. Then Krista talks about engagements and rings that she kept or didn't, I don't know. And Jeff asks if she lent it to Heather McDonald. Not, like, why? Why? Heather or no. Krista, Heather has stopped talking about all of this. Krista that I know of. Krista and Justin clearly talked before they're all friends, they're friends. And they were like, hey, yeah, let's not, let's keep Heather's name out on mouth. We're fucking interesting enough on our own. Although, you know, we all would have fucking, we love a little tea. We love to get a little messy. But, um, so Krista and Justin never commented, didn't even mention a name, nothing like that. And Jeff kept on trying, but yeah, so, um, props to you guys. But then we talk about Monroe at school and her seating arrangements and what everyone did in childhood. Krista and Justin sat in the back and Jeff reminisced how he hated to be called on. He was always so nervous. I'm so nervous to have to speak to the same people that I've known since I was five years old. 
But you know when um, teachers would go around, like you'd have to read a chapter of the textbook out loud and they would have each person read a section. And so you like go around. When teachers do that, I just want to warn them, at least for me and my brain, all I could do was study my one section. I just studied my section. So I did not listen to one fucking word anybody else in the class was saying. I was just waiting for my presentation to begin so I could fucking nail it and move on. But like, it just, it feels like the teachers do that as a way to engage everybody and get everybody to read out loud, whatever. But like, I'm just saying in terms of comprehension and reading comprehension, I'm not going to know one fucking thing that we talked about i won't even remember my own section by the (laughs) by the time class is done as long as my presentation's moment is over (laughs) all right so um justin mentions having someone in his class back in high school that always raised their hand thinking that they knew the answer and then the teacher would call on them and they'd always get it wrong and (laughs) i just love the confidence of that but also um i guess i kind of did that with test taking you know how people like I don't know if this people are, don't want to be like the first ones to turn in a test. It's like a thing. And I never understood that. So I would always be the first one to turn it in. And my teacher would, all the teacher, they'd be like, damn, that was fast or what. And I'm like, yeah, cause I'm not going back to read. I'm not taking this test again. I'm not taking it twice. And if I didn't know it the first time, it is what it is. You know, it just is what it is. So yeah, it's, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> two wrongs don't make a right, but I don't, maybe three do. Maybe three wrongs make a right. Fine. (laughs) Just keep wronging until you finally make it right. Okay. So then Jeff was doing um, his commercial for something and he was like, get your home essentials. But he was like, get your homosexuals. And I was like, did you just say get your homosexuals? It's all like I was like, what number do I call? No, I'm just kidding. So um, then Jeff brought up the nine minute conversation that he had with the big Sirius XM honcho yesterday. But the big boss, he brought up the Jameson sweater incident to Jeff on the phone. But before Jeff even tells us what happens, he launches into how he's so shocked that Jameson didn't get beat up because his sweater made him look so gay. So I was like, all right, well, clearly whatever combo you had with this head honcho, it wasn't that serious because you're still fucking on one. You're never on one. You're never without one. But look, I know Jeff's from a different generation and blah, 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 blah. And in his mind, he's totally joking. It's a joke. I get it. But the whole beating up gays bit, like he's always done this and he's like, oh, it's so gay. I just get beat up, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's never landed for me. That's a no for me, dog. And I get it. If he, he wants to make those, I'm not going to not listen because of it. But you can also, I think that's the next um thing to evolve from. Uh, I know there's a long list. Okay, love you, Jeff. So then they chuckle about karma. Karma is a bow. Karma is the cat that bites me. Isn't that Taylor Swift song? So Krista goes, Justin, show them your evil laugh. You're so fucking good at it. So he does it. And you guys, <laughs> you guys. It's crickets in the studio. Cricket, cricket, which makes Jameson chuck his head back and roar in laughter. He ended up doing the most evil laugh ever without even meaning to. It was like, Justin, do it more like Jameson, which (laughs) Jeff thought too, because he was like, Jameson, now you do it. And I was like, Jeff, he just did do it. He just did do it laughing at 
Justin's laugh, like his, Jameson's laugh was so fucking evil. But then Jameson was like, oh my God, huh, I could never. <clears throat> but Jeff lost his attention span in those 0.02 throat clearing seconds that Jameson took. And he instantly moves on to Oscar, the former announcer. And <laughs> Oscar's like, oh, I could totally outlaugh Justin. It's on. It's on, bitch. And I'm like, finally, we're going to hear Oscar. We're going to hear his voice announce something. And then there's nothing. There's fucking nothing. There's nothing. Even just everybody was like, wait, so because Oscar's like, it's on. I can do. I can beat you. All right, so Jeff, do you want me to take a caller in? Uh, we're just like, oh, no, we want you to fucking laugh. Laugh evilly. It's just like, what the? I don't get Oscar. I, is this like, I don't get Oscar's hesitation to be himself. So then Justin Martindale, he did his evil laugh again and obviously nailed it. And if he isn't getting a million offers right now to do animation voiceovers, then I'm going to burn the world to the motherfucking ground. <laughs> Ew, that was my evil laugh. <laughs> my real laugh's more evil. <laughs> Ew, wait, I really... <laughs> I used to be able to do Tigger's laugh. <laughs> bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. <laughs> I can't do anything right now. I think I'm getting a cold. Okay, so Jeff freaked out. Jeff Lewis freaked out because Stu disrespected him in the worst kind of way. Welcome to 2023, where if you finish a season of a show that you're watching with your significant other, you may no longer have a significant other by the end of it all. So basically, Stu finished watching season two of The Bear without Jeff. So now Jeff is going to watch it on the plane to next week. And he was all verklempt about it. And I was like, yeah, Jeff, you want to know when Stu probably had some extra time to sit down and watch The Bear without you? when you kicked him off your radio show last week. Like, what the fuck? Of course, he's going to get a little vindication. Like, yeah, for on fr last Friday, you were like, at the last second, Stu, never mind, I don't want you on my radio show. He was probably like, fuck that. Well, instead, I'm going to sit on your couch and use your account to watch our fucking show. And now it's going to be my show. You can watch your own. So I just thought it was a great power move by Stu. Like your boyfriend kicks you off of his radio show. So you watch your favorite TV show without him. Fair. Fair. Even Stevens. Okay. So then this is when Carol called in. Carol called in to say Jeff treated Julie and Brandy and Heather like shit. We love you, Carol. But we also love Jeff and Julie and Brandy and Heather and not treating people like shit. So then somebody else called saying that they could have dragged Heather the whole time. All right. Can I just say this terminology, it doesn't work with my brain. All right. I'm very visual and it makes me picture them literally dragging Heather by her hair. And that's, first of all, way too aggressive. And second of all, Heather McDonald has way too good of hair for that. No, never. No, no, no. Drag or no dragging. But... Um, I am glad that they really didn't talk about it much, though I'm sure Jeff, again, wouldn't have minded to, I don't know, drop a few more punches if Justin or Krista had bit the bait in the beginning. Ew, bite the bait or bite the bullet. Your choice. Dealer's choice. Well, I choose to move on to the Thursday episode. We had Josh Dumel and Megan Huyper. Jameson is out of the office today. Jeff broke HIPAA laws. Actually, well, it wasn't health information it was personal information so i guess it's pippa laws 
PIPA laws. And yeah, I don't, I guess Jameson has COVID, but he's traveling and he's going to see his family and he's going to meet Frank's family and he's going to sail to the seven wonders of the world. I'm sure we'll find out on Monday, but Josh Dumel ended up telling Jeff about his little cabin, a little cabin in the woods. And then he whipped out this aerial shot of a giant estate with 54 acres. And Josh is like, yeah, but on those 54 acres, there was only one little cabin. So what do you want? What do you want? And we took the cabin down and then built a mega mansion. So yeah, but we still call it a cabin because that's it's cute, right? I don't know. But I had a bougie-ass friend. She invited us to a cabin in Canada. She's like, you guys want to come to my cabin? The cab- we all- Everyone has cabins, cabins. And so we thought it was like a Girl Scout trip. Like literally we're like going to be sleeping in sleeping bags. I don't know. And, but even though she was, she's very bougie and we should have known we pulled up. It's the same thing as Jeff. We pulled up to Josh Jumel's neighbor's house, I'm sure. And it was just like, they call it cabins, but they are these exquisite houses with like triple outdoor decks and leading down to the dock. And it's just, yeah. So One day, I hope, too, to have a giant mega mansion cabin. Then they bring up Josh's ex-wife, Fergie Ferg. Fergie Ferg, and you love me long time. Yeah, we do, girl. And Jeff was like, (laughs) literally proving it. Jeff was like, ugh, don't you just love Fergie? Don't we all love Fergie? Okay, the national anthem, Fergie got dragged. No, I'm just kidding. Um, What word can we use besides dragged? Furby got shit on. Furby. I just called her a Furby. Oh, my God. Furbies, they were so sketchy. We love Fergies, we don't love Furbies. Okay, so what was I saying before that? Fuck. Oh, the national anthem. The national. Okay, so she did a rendition of the an original rendition, and everybody, everybody always shits on people when they do renditions of the Star Spangled Banner, whatever. And I love it. I loved Fergie's version. I love people doing a twist on the originals. Like the original will always exist. I love to see what people create. So I just had to say shout out to Fergie Ferg's Star Spangled Banner. Um, but yeah, Josh Dumel, he was a good sport and he's like, Yeah, she's great. Everybody loves her. I fucking get it. And Shane was like, Fergalicious definition makes some boys go crazy. Okay, sophomore year of high school, I broke my flip phone because Fergalicious, that song, was ravaging the country, as it should. It's a, it's iconic. And there's one part where Fergie kind of raps in it, and I knew the rap, and everybody was waiting for me to do the rap part. And I fucked up the first line, and I got so mad at myself that I chucked my phone on the ground, and it split in two all across the room, and everybody's like, oh my god, you just threw your phone, you just broke your phone. And I was like, because I didn't nail the fucking verse. I didn't nail the verse, and I was so annoyed. And so yeah, I always just like to say that Fergie broke my phone, even though she is not liable in any way. So then Josh Dumel asks a very interesting question because according to Jeff, Josh's second wife got one of the worst proposals ever. It's not funny. That's rude. It's so rude. Um, yeah, it was a ring pop stuck in a wine bottle or something. I don't know. Is a ring attached to a wine bottle? I really don't remember. But Josh is like, look, I want her to be able to pick out the ring that she's going to wear. So his question, so I gave her a placeholder and then we'll go shopping right after. So Josh's question is, would you rather be proposed to without knowing what ring you'll end up with or be proposed to with a placeholder and then you get to pick it yourself later? Okay. So 
Now that you said that, I totally agree that I would love a placeholder ring and be able to pick my own because then it keeps the surprise of you not knowing that you're about to get proposed to, but you also don't, and like, you don't have to like pick it beforehand and they're like, oh, I'll surprise you one day. And you're just like waiting, like, bitch, we bought that six months ago. I saw the fucking receipt. So where is it? Except here's the one issue though, because Anytime that I just try to shop off of my actual taste and what I like, no matter what, it's like a joke. Even if I pick the simple, it always ends up being the most expensive thing, the most expensive item in any store, any online, whatever. So the caveat I feel like is that you can use a plate, you can propose with the placeholder and let the person pick. As long as you are willing to pay for the most expensive ring in the store that you end up taking them to. I'm not saying it's the one that they'll want, not that they will want the most expensive one, but what if it is? What if it is? Are you going to be like, yikes, sorry, babe, like you're not worth that much. I'm not, this isn't a down payment on a house. And you're like, ew, you little cheap fool. I don't even want to marry you no more. I changed my mind. Um, but with like a pre-chosen ring, see the girl, they would never be like, um, let's take the backsies and upgrade this bitch. No, they're just appreciative and they're so happy and whatever. But with a pick your own ring, it's just also at the risk of your own wallet. That's the only caveat. It's at the risk, pick your own ring and pick everything out of your wallet because it's going to take everything to, <laughs> to afford me, bitch. Again, circling back to Paul's um, Armenian coffee grind reading of me, don't worry, I'm not going to get proposed to because I'm not reaching out to any of these boys. They're fools. I'm a fool too. All right, so Jeff keeps asking people if they were in band when they were in school. And I'm so confused. Like, weren't we all forced to do band? I'm I'm 99 to 100% sure. I know because I played the trombone with zero desire to ever play the trombone. It's one of the instruments that Megan Weaver specifically listed as a loser instrument. <laughs> loser. And I'm like, fuck you. Trombone? Who the fuck plays the trombone? Only the cool kids. But really, like, weren't you all forced to play an instrument, at least in middle school? Middle school. I was horrible at the trombone. The, our band, we used to just play all together. But then one time our teacher stopped every section and made each person individually play the song. And I did not know how to play at all because I literally never even blew into the like blowy hole. I don't what the mouthpiece. Sure. I never I just like moved the slide of the trombone and pretended I was playing the whole time. <laughs> and so she was like, all right, Amy, play the song. And I looked at her and I was like, I literally can't. I only know how to play the air. <laughs> good times all right moving on to the friday episode of jeff lewis live we had leah black and ronnie Carum. ronnie tits ronnie tits uh isn't doesn't megan weaver always tell isn't there like a ronnie tits that they all know i don't think it's this ronnie or is that rodney tits i don't know but i kind of want to call ronnie Carum ronnie tits now all right, so JLL, Jeff Lewis Live turned six today. Happy, happy birthday from all of you. <laughs> Your studio's a zoo. Woo! All right, so wait, can we just say how random it was that there were so many annual milestones to celebrate this week? What the fuck? There was Justin Martindale. It was the day that he was on JLL. It was the exact one year anniversary of when him and Jeff Lewis went on their first date together. 
or first met. I don't know. Same thing. And then cut to a few days later, it's the six year anniversary of JLL's birth. So yeah, Snickers, Snickers should send them a giant cake covered in Snickers, all that shit to celebrate. That would be good promotion. You're welcome. Okay. So Maria, just housekeeper, she got her lights knocked out. Knocked out, bitch. No, she accidentally took Vena CBD gummies. Ow, actually, ow, I hit my hand to make a sound effect and it really hurt. <laughs> I punched my hand, but I like the knuckle hit the wrong spot. Karma. Karma is a friend. Karma is the cat that bites me. Okay, so Maria, she accidentally took Vena CBD gummies and had a violent reaction to the most peaceful plant on the planet. Like, it always shocks me when people are like, I threw up and they were saying she was hallucinating and mumbling things. And I'm like, are you sure that's not just Maria? Because I've been real fucked up before and that's, I've never vomited, but all right. Okay. I think she vomited because she probably ate, she probably said that she ate four gummies, but she probably ate four hundred packages of them like that's why she was vomiting so then rodney tits oh ronnie tits oh ronnie Karam. all right he says it's unfair that these companies make thc products that look so delicious like they look like gummies they look like this and i'm like yeah they're also stamped with a million warnings even on the gummy there's giant caution signs made out of like gummy stuff like Everything about it says THC, THC, but what do you want them to do? Like make poop capsules of THC and CBD, like make it look like poop so that it's not a attra- like, no, we want, it's okay to look like a gummy. Just be responsible. Okay. So Patrick and Paul are hosting the official after show today. And it's, <laughs> it's so funny when I had my reading with them, when it eventually got to work, the conversation, what I did for work, I was like, well, one of my jobs, we have one of the same jobs, which is hosting the Jeff Lewis live after show. And I forgot to add in the caveat that one of them is extremely successful with millions of listeners. And the other one <laughs> has, um, we have a cut. We have a guys. We're small but mighty. All right. I fucking love you guys. Um, but yeah. So Patrick and Paul are on live stream back in L.A. to watch today's show that's being taped in Dallas. And basically, they just overheard Jeff talking shit about their dog. Jeff hates Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero, which <laughs> is their adorable little pooch, but she bites. Okay, she bites. I bite too. What of it? No, but honestly, maybe Jeff could learn something from her, okay? You know what? Beverly Hills 90210, you teach Jeff Lewis how to bite, okay? So then maybe he can learn to bite his fucking tongue every now and then. Have I mentioned I love you, Jeff? I fucking love ya. All right, so then somebody calls in. They went to a bougie high school and... They did fencing, which Monroe really wants to do, fencing. Um, or this girl's school had fencing, or it just had a fence outside. I don't know why she was calling, but the girl was like, no, make Monroe do fencing because a female fencer? That's one in a trillion. One in a trillion. Like, she can get so many scholarships because we know that she'll obviously need financial aid when she's applying to those schools. <laughs> um, well, it seems like it'd be an obvious joke because Jeff Lewis is um, not really strapped for cash, shall we say. But 
Yeah, it actually, with, with all the lawyer and all that, who knows where they'll be with the legal system by the time she's 18 and going to college. So to be fair, she might need a scholarship. So let's keep her in fencing. No, but I loved how this girl's logic was like, yeah, keep Monroe because she'll be one of the few and she'll stand out genius so i grew up in rhode island and we had obviously like every state has a pageant miss rhode island miss whatever so we had the teen version as well as all states do and a girl in my high school she was two of them actually were miss teen rhode island and (laughs) they were obsessed with it they loved their title and they loved doing everything for it blah 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 and then we found out that there were three contestants there at least for one of them. And look, I'm not saying like they earned it and they deserved it. But I'm just saying when you want to be a beauty pageant queen, maybe go to a state where there's only three contestants. You never know. You might fucking win. And (laughs) if not, you'll probably chart in the top three at the very least. (laughs) It's great for the resume. Okay. I had a great time recapping Jeff Lewis live this week for you guys. And we'll be back next week. First with Pete and Sebastian show recap, then JL at the end at the end um have the best fucking weekend ever i love you guys so much thank you so much for listening i love you forever bye splash 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 your sails splash your sails